0: Andy and Joe Return with Game Week Two in the Crosshairs. Welcome to the FL Sesh podcast. Welcome back, one and all, um, to to our game week two EFL wrap up. We've got we've got so much in store for you today. We've got the the championship reviews, the League One reviews, the League Two reviews. You'll uh, you'll of course be getting our our prediction league update, and I'm I'm told that there's a Canvey Island update on the cards as well. So, so there's a real treat for everyone on today's uh, on today's pod. Um, obviously, I'm here. It's me, Joe. And who am I joined by? Our beloved Andy. Andy, how are you today? I'm good, Joe, mate.
1: Um, not too bad. It's been it was a bit of a uh, crazy game week. Certainly, uh, looking forward to
0: get stuck in, mate. And how are you? Uh, I'm okay. There's been sufficient time between now and Orient's performance on Saturday for me to come to terms with it, um, accept what happened. Uh, take the positives, limited positives away, and uh, and move on, and and tell everyone that we didn't in fact play; the game was postponed. So, <laughs> yeah, my story is aligned.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was certainly unfortunately a bit of a humbling, which was a shame because when I was looking at the result on Saturday, I was just like, okay, one nil, I can get back into it, and then it was like three nil. Of is it three nil? Like middle of the second half, I was like. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think I know where this is going and uh, yeah, the less said about the Orient the better, I think.
0: Here, here. I, I've never heard of that team before in my life. Um and it's a good job. They they haven't been chosen today for our illustrious uh, reviewing. Speaking of, Andy, should we jump yeah. straight in? Should we get straight into the reviews?
1: I wouldn't want anything more, mate. It's uh that's the that's that's let's get straight in i love it so okay. let's start off with um southampton norwich we we couldn't not start with that game right in the championship for all you know st mary's absolutely buzzing um and they were treated to some unbelievable peppering of the goal if i'm being totally honest it was uh, absolutely sensational stuff for the neutral anyway i can imagine southampton and norwich fans probably were tearing their hair out at most most occasions um some unbelievable stats related to this game. Um 46 shots in the whole game. Don't think I've ever seen a game that has had forty-six shots in one uh, one game. Um, you know, 17 on target, so the goal's been peppered. So 17 on target, eight goals. Yeah, it's not too bad. But I, I think, you know, it seems that uh, in terms of the stats anyway, Southampton dominated 31 shots to 15, 70% possession to 30%. Um, but, you know, give kudos to Norwich. They they really, you know, came to play, you know, went up, went ahead early with Josh Sargent. I think he's a very decent player. Um, Bednaret came and equalised and then Armstrong, you know, uh, Actually, I think Ipswich are actually linked with Armstrong in the transfer window, so that'd be interesting if that actually happens. But you know, he he bags a penalty. Who well, actually gets two penalties in the whole game, which is, you know, I don't mind if you uh, get to the field of play. And uh, yeah, I'm going to score two goals today, but they're only going to be from the six yard block. So I'll take that any day of the week. Um, yeah, and then your man Chay Adams getting another goal. Like he's he's he's, he's peppering two goals in two. Yeah, I bet you're uh, well over the moon there, Joe.
0: Yeah, absolutely flying. Although huge, huge downer that that Adam Armstrong is apparently on penalties for Southampton this year. I mean, yeah. that that could that could stop immediately, please. Um, yeah, hopefully that 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 transfer switch comes off quickly for my uh, top goal scorer odds because I imagine in the absence of Ward Prowse and Armstrong, Adams must be next up for for penos. So, yeah, that'd be good, but um. Yeah, I th- this is football, Andy. Th- this yeah. is is total football. Um, well, <laughs> totally crap defending. Anyway, uh, I I agree with the volume of shots, but I think if anything, that 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 also infers that defending was a a, a minimum in the game. But hey, I love it. Wait, I love it when I don't have an invested interest in in either of the teams um, doing particularly well or poorly, other than in my prediction league. But obviously. With both of them falling quite near the top of my tree, I'm a, uh, I'm happy for a shootout twice a year, four all, same again next week, please for the pair you, of them.
1: Yeah, you, you, you did say Leeds would be the absolute gunslingers of the championship, but uh, I think uh, you know Norwich and Southampton might have something to do with that. I think you know, it was, it was a great game for the neutral. Um, it was quite funny because I remember at the end of the Ipswich game, um, they were going through the scores on like the big screen, and when they said Norwich. Uh, norwich were actually at the time norwich were winning so it's 4-3 norwich at the time and obviously armstrong got a peno in the ninety seventh minute um and it was the biggest boo i think i've ever heard at a football stadium when they said norwich were ahead at southampton unbelievable that rivalry is absolutely nuts i couldn't i didn't really know too much you know too much about it before i started like following it but they absolutely hate each other like the hatred is is real, real, my friends. Absolutely real. Um I think I think, you know, Russell Martin's, you know, started off pretty well, six goals in the first two games. Obviously, would have liked a better defensive performance. <laughs> it's not a bad start, four points out of six Southampton. I think they would have probably taken that at the start of the season the start of the season. Um and Norwich again, you know, doing doing all right, to be fair. there, you know, like you said, they were up in your not upper Echelon. So I wasn't too, as high on them um as probably you were, Joe. But You know, they seem to have, you know, got a bit of attacking flair, which is, uh, you know, good to see. Just shame they can't keep the ball out of their own net. They need to definitely shore up at the back.
0: (laughs) A a, a noteworthy, impressive 11 yellow cards in the game as well. Huge fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Mixing it all. Pace, power, goals, filth. It's, uh, yeah, it's got the lot. So long may that continue. Yeah, the, the the highlight show definitely on a ITV that I saw on
1: was it was pretty much focusing on that game and that game alone really. And it was it was a spectacle for the for the neutral. So thank you for serving that up in a in a lovely main course dish, Southampton and Norwich. We we salute you. Um, cool. That is, I think that's everything for me on Southampton Norwich. I think we probably could talk at length about other aspects, but I think you know let's
0: keep the keep the train moving, Joe. Yeah, good, good, good plan. What if it was a main main course, Andy, what 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 would you describe that dish as? Um
1: I'd say, you know, it's it's something that, you know, you really enjoy. So probably a nice steak, but then probably got like an awful side dish to like, you know, signify the defending. So maybe something mm. like um something that doesn't go with steak. Let me say side dish side dish like steak with a side of lasagna like it just doesn't make sense but like the defending didn't really make sense in the game at all. so I'm gonna go with that analogy. Mm.
0: I don't hate that analogy either because both good like although you, yeah. you know you, you wouldn't choose it you're not disappointed by it um well if if that was a, a such a riot of of good quality food and football um the next game we're going to review was the equivalent of soup for dinner. <laughs> uh, but Birmingham City versus Leeds, uh, one nil. Birmingham City did a job on them, um, with our man, Lukas Djukovic, the, the sort of championship. He guaranteed 10 goals a year in the championship from this guy. Just what a player. Um, hmm. yeah, coming up with the goods with a 91st minute penalty. So, yeah, Lo- love it when you win like that, hate it when you lose like that. Um, Agreed. I mean, other than the goal. Very little happening in this game. Um, I think the result is what draw our eye to it, rather than the uh, the, the, the feast of football that, that it absolutely was not. Um, worrying times for Leeds, I will say though, and worrying times for my prediction as well, because I was famously very very hot on them at the start of the year. But I don't know. I I I don't like it. I, I don't like the the playing style in particular. I don't, I don't really like the fact that nobody seems to want to play for them anymore like you've got Willie Nonto just sitting out apparently just just't yeah. fancy it like I I I wasn't entirely across this but apparently he just refused to play he or refused to train rather because he because he wants his transfer away which is weak that's weak Willie if you're listening and I, I I urge you to go to training um not just on behalf of Leeds football club but also on behalf of my yeah my, my final league standings um but yeah, n- not ideal if you're a Leeds fan to A, see these results, but B, see the performances not going in the right direction. Um, Yeah, Andy, come on, cheer Leeds fans up. What have you got to say about Yeah,
1: me? well, again, I can't really cheer Leeds fans up because again, I, I'm quite, quite aligned to you about the performance. It seemed that, you know, we should be seeing Leeds really dominate these kind of teams, if I'm being totally honest, you know, front foot attacking, you know, at will, um, but it was a bit of just a damp squid for them, which was you know quite concerning, bearing in mind. Like you said, they had Willie Willie Notto on not even on the bench, not even playing. Um weak Willie, I think is probably the best phrase I think I've heard for the last like six years of my life. I think weak Willie is a great one. Um but also you know, they lost Jack Harrison. So that's you know, one of their massive players, and I mm-hmm. think could have had a big say in this season. He's now gone. He's I think as of today as of the day of recording, which is Monday the fourteenth of August, um, he's just gone to Everton on a on a on is it on loan or is it a permanent? No, oh, it's permanent. I think hmm. so that's gone. So that's um, yeah, that's a massive loss for them. And like you said, it's it's like a new team. I think you know Somerville was obviously look, being looked at by other clubs. You know, there's you know, there's a lot of their players and a lot of their core, their teams or their match winners that are you no. Know, and I I can't see Tyler Adams being there by the end of the transfer window. He's definitely uh, a player that a lot of the Premier League teams want so a lot of the core of their team are going which is very concerning but that's you know we've got to give Leeds you know a few more games to see how they're really going to fare because I don't think you know, like you said I think in the previous pod the, the table doesn't really start forming itself until about 10-15 games in and then you can kind of have an idea of where really the teams are at because sometimes you just do get these results but you know, least fans will not be happy. One point out of six at the start of the season is not what the uh, not what the doctor ordered in any way, shape, or form. Birmingham City, though I think you know we were quite high on them, and actually I've been really impressed of how they started the season. I think I've been you know good draw at the start, I think good draw on the first game, and you know really good win against this lead side. Like you said, the good way to finish the finish the game right at the end and get that pen. But I suppose one of the reasons why we chose this game as well was because uh uh, one Tom Brady was in the stands um, as the new co-owner of Birmingham, um, and that obviously brought a lot of eyes to to Birmingham. And and to be fair, I'm really happy for him. Like you know, it's good to. You know, good to have eyes on the EFL, and you know, getting people like Tom Brady involved in clubs, you know, that's only gonna, you know, get the viewership up and get eyes and and people talking about the EFL and the championship. So, you know, I I'm all for it, and it was great to see that you know, they got a win on his on his uh, first first jaunt across the pond uh, to to Birmingham. Um, I don't know if that'd be my first choice of destination if I'm being totally honest for America. <laughs> um it's all good um but yeah saw so win you can't be happier really and uh but gerald like, like to get your thoughts on you know these emergence of these you know other sports you know big personalities going in so obviously brady at birmingham jj watts come in at burnley and i think even dude perfect have come in you know the big youtube stars have uh, become co-owners of a uh, co-owners of um burnley as well You've obviously got the golfers that have uh, come in at Leeds as well, Justin Thomas and uh, and uh, John Speed. I think they've come into Leeds. So, what's your view on these like kind of cross sports stars investing in football clubs?
0: It's an interesting one. I think on on the face of it, and I think we've alluded to it in prior pods as well. I, I I'm very much the opinion that it, you know, money's money, and it washes around the game all over the place. And I think that the, uh, you know. It doesn't matter where it comes from, in the sense of whether they made it in golf or American football or, or Hollywood or, or wherever it comes from. As long as they're in it for the long haul, I think the risk is that these football clubs are seen as commodities to be sort of bought and traded on 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 the money markets, for want of a better phrase. When actually they're they're cultural institutions for the for the places that they represent. Um, and that's mainly fear, that that they become a, a plaything of, you know, the rich and famous for a bit. And then when Birmingham don't find themselves in the Champions League in five years time, um, interest is lost and the money goes and, you know, commitments have been made. Maybe they can't be picked up by the next person along or maybe the money stops coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, facilities start to degrade, transfers start to go... I, I'm not against it in theory, as long as it's done with the right, uh, the right intentions. And I think, to be fair, like you know, he's only one game old, so I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't say that Tom Brady isn't in it for the long haul yet. But yeah, I, I'd like to see all of these, uh, all of these moves come to their, their natural end before I, I make too strong, too strong a judgment on them. If nothing else, because Orion are also owned by Americans at the minute, so yeah, yeah. A bit, you know, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> don't want to uh, trample my own flowers but yeah yeah
1: that's so true I, and it's Switch are owned by Americans as well and I think you know there's definitely a big American obviously we've seen Saudi take over a lot of clubs in football and, and other sports as well so you know there is that international flair that's coming in um but I completely agree with you it, it, these need to be long term solutions rather than you know making a press headline for you know a year or so and then moving on to bigger and better not say bigger and better things but bigger clubs you know if you're going to be invested in something be invested in the long haul you know see the ups and the downs and that's you know one of the reasons why we love being football fans because you know it's great being on a high but you also appreciate the highs when you're going through the lows as well right so and and that needs to be the same with these you know us investors or these us personalities that are coming in and
0: investing in these clubs agreed football world put to rights there you go (laughs)
1: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Here, here. Okay, well, shall we rock on to the last championship game
0: review? let do it. Another, another thriller, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolute goal fest again, and uh, um, yeah, whole city four, Sheffield Wednesday two. Um, yeah, again, um, bit of a uh, an exhibition of not of not how to defend or how not to defend, <laughs> um, but a really good game nonetheless it was a uh, very much end to end um I- i'm just trying to think when we were talking about how in our preview weren't you t- talking about two fan in the in in the preview about that you were quite high on him as the turk and uh he's he's definitely you know come to party in this game he's uh scored a hat-trick mate i
0: think i was thanks as well bigging me up i thought yeah. I was gonna have to blow my own trumpet but it's blown <laughs> for me clearly yes
1: yeah it was, um, yeah, it was a really good performance, saw some of his goals and it was some cracking finishes there. And I think, you know, definitely showed that he's definitely got a level of quality for this league and, uh, you know, good, good the hold to get off the, get off the mark. They had a cruel loss, I think, to Norwich on the last game, on yes last game week. Um, so good to get them off the mark. And, uh, you know, I'll shout out uh, one of my friends, Jack, on, on this podcast. He, he runs another podcast with my mate Lawrence uh, called uh, Talking Loyal. And, uh uh, I put a little poll out on on the uh, EFL Sesh pod Instagram to see if there's any comments and questions. And uh, he's very much high on Hull this season and uh, wants them to get automatically promoted. So, you know, he must be absolutely buzzing about Hull and uh, up the Tigers, as he always says, um, or the Lions or whatever they're called by their, you know, whatever they want to be called. I, God knows what they're called now. Um, but yeah, little shout out to Jack there. Um, but yeah, he was very much high on Hull this season and uh, you know they definitely proved that you know they've got the goals in them to potentially mount a challenge later on down the line but you know it's early days you need to need to get there um, and be consistent in this league you know you can't you can't just be good one week and then trash the next four you need to keep there but looking at the stats 72% possession for Hull you know 15 shots seven on target four goals that's a good conversion rate Um, 10 corners to one as well. Sheffield Wednesday had one corner in the whole game. Um, I will give props to Sheffield Wednesday two shots on target, two goals, 100% strike rates. What we like to see. Um, but I'm I'm getting worried for him. I've, the last two performances, you know, they definitely could have come out the blocks a bit more against Southampton and gave a bit more of an account of themselves. But I think, you know, what we predicted at the start of the season about all this Russell at the start and, you know, um, Rattling the cage before the season commences with the sacking of Moore and bringing in Zisco Munoz, it definitely isn't bearing fruit right now. What about you, Joe?
0: Yeah, I think we we were spot on again. I think the uh, yeah, the scouting department of the FL SESH have got it bang on. Um, I think 4 2 flattered them as well. was obviously got yeah. a garbage time goal, so that that barely counts. Um, I, I yeah, I, I. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the performance. I don't like rolling over and losing four-one after being one-nil up. Um, and I, I think that Hull are a good team this year. Actually, I think probably yeah. maybe slightly underrated by, well, by me. I'm coming fifteenth, but I mean you just, they're, they're a better team than maybe some people, including myself, have given them credit for. But I don't think I don't think they they should be turning you over four-two. Um, yeah. Bit worrying, bit worrying for Sheffield Wednesday. But you never know, you know. New manager come in, maybe, maybe he said, "Yeah, don't worry about defending. We'll just out, outscore Hull." Egg on his face. Maybe it'll be defend City next time. I'm I'm tipping them for a clean sheet next week. Um, yeah, don't know who I, they're playing, but, yeah. but they'll, 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 <laughs> they'll 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 get a clean sheet next week. I'm telling you.
1: I think um I think Bannon went off injured or in in the first half as well, and that is like a massive loss for them. He's the not say the engine room, but he's the creative spark. He's the one that's you know ticking over the midfield. So if he's off for a long term, sorry, long term injury, then that is definitely a worrying concern for them. So we'll keep you up to date on Bannon's uh, on Bannon's injury um, on the EFL session podcast, and we'll uh, we'll see how how long that's going to be out for. Because you know, going off at half time, that's never a uh, never a good sign, really, is it? Hmm. You're a big fan of Barry Bannon. It's not
0: the first time he's popped up.
1: No, I do love Barry Bannon. And what a player! Um, I think at League One, he was just a bit of a cheat code, if I'm being totally honest, as a midfielder. And I think, uh, you know, he, he's he's definitely Championship level. I think uh, he's he's someone that can pick a pass. You know, he, he's he's the one that keeps ticking it over. And I think, you know, him that's a massive spine of their team, and that's a massive part of their team. They're losing if he's out for a prolonged period of time, so it makes me worry even more for him. To be totally honest, mm. but I love a bit of Bannon. Give me Bannon all
0: day, every day. Wow. High praise indeed. High praise. You, you were right as well. The whole city are, are the tigers. Um oh, good. <laughs> because of their their amber and black striped kit. Classic, no. you know, visual cue for their nickname, which I I, I like those ones. Good. No love no it. thought. No brain power required. Just say what you see. I love it. It's just like Ronsil, does exactly what it says on the tin.
1: Mm. Exactly. I've quoted that. Didn't think I'd be Quite a in Ron a, Seal in a podcast ever in my life, but you know, we're here, it's 2023, right? Um, cool, we'll we'll, we'll crack on. And um, before we go on to League One, um, I suppose a couple of notes obviously, Ipswich, you know, I can't not mention them a massive 2 0 win. It was great to be there on the first game of the championship at Portman Road for a few years 29,000, they're strong. It was a very, uh, very good, very good result. Um, went with my partner's dad, and yeah, the atmosphere was quality, and they played some really, really good stuff. You know, Stoke were no pushovers, and uh, I think um, I think that was a you know generally a really good result for them. And you know they're at the dizzy heights at the top of the table right now, and long
0: may that continue for switch, To be totally honest, I was going to say t- top of the league, and everyone's chasing now. Pressure's on. I know.
1: Nosebleed section. Absolutely. Um we'll have to just <laughs> see how that carries on. Um and, and then one other point, um I again uh, like I said earlier, we did put a poll out for some questions for this pod. And um while we're in the championship, there was a question posed by Lawrence and it he uh he said that, you know, what's Liverpool, uh so what's Middlesbrough's chances now with um, them losing ACPOM um to Ajax? So you know, as of time of recording, I saw last night that um Ix agreed a £10 million fee with Middlesbrough for Tuba Ak- Akpon. Um, to me, that is absolutely tuppence for him in today's market. I think he's definitely worth at least 15 for the amount of goals he gets you. Um, and that is a massive, massive loss of Middlesbrough. And bearing in mind, they lost at the weekend. My prediction of them uh, being really good is... Uh, I'm worried, mate. I'm worried. What about you?
0: Straight off the bat, tuppence... I mean, where's that come from? Unbelievable. Uh, secondly, I, I think we sort of put the mockers on them straight away by both predicting them coming third this year. So naturally, they're bottom after two games, having not scored a goal yet. Um, hey, I, t- I told you, in Carrick Ball, we trust. that They'll be up there come the end of the season. Don't worry. 44 games left. It's a long, it's a long old schl- slot. Flippin' neck. It's a long old slog. And uh, yeah, they'll get back to where they belong. Um love yeah. that whether i whether I trust that they will or not they they will they'll get they'll get there
1: yeah and it's it's gonna go over one or two ways right like if you if they need to invest now they've got a couple of weeks left of the transfer window and they need to invest in a striker now. if they're gonna lose him, they must have a replacement lined up um that's gonna you know try and get the similar output to what he has, but it's a massive loss for them if they do if they do lose him um but yeah, as i said like for for us. You know, with these questions, you know, please keep sending them every game week. I'll send a we'll we'll get the we'll get the Instagram and the Twitter um for every game week recording we're going to be doing. And any thoughts or hot takes from the week, you know, we'll we'll mention them in this pod and we'll respond to any questions as well. So you know, keep them coming. We we like the fan interaction because you know we have the millions of fans listening to this podcast every week. And you know, me and Joe are giving people, so you want to give our time and and effort to these questions. So hear hear on that. Mm. Nice. Absolutely. The fan, the, give the fans what they want. Okay, well, let's move on to League One, Joe's
0: favourite league, as we keep alluding to. And uh, yeah. Joe, talk to me about Cheltenham Bolton, please. I'd love to. Um, straight off of that, 3-0 to Bolton this week. Um, Dion Charles with a brace and a Liam Smith own goal. One of those Dion Charles goals, by the way absolute ping like it was lovely yeah lovely i love those cut inside on your stronger foot curl it into the top corner opposite side of the goal that's a beauty that that's oh that should be goal of the month every time um i mean not not so much surprising for the results i think actually both of us had you know bolton naturally doing very well this year in league one they're a big side in the division and cheltenham maybe not doing as well um down the other end of the table for whatever reason um actually the manner of the victory from Bolton away from home just dominant almost 75% possession you're talking double digit shots almost double digit shots on target so clinical not allowing well allowing two shots on target the whole game from from a team that are meant to be at home Um, is a very very impressive display and I think that um, yeah if I were another team in League One pushing for promotion this year uh, which is apparently Cambridge, FYI. Um, <laughs> which is news to us. Um, I, I would be, I'd be very worried. Um, they're, I know it's early doors, but they're looking formidable, and um, even some of the players coming off the bench, um, Cameron Jerome, Carlos Gomez, Dan and Lundulu, these are solid players, and they're not even getting into the starting eleven. So, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm liking the look of Bolton at the moment. Ian Everett's got them purring.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, Dion Charles, as I said in the previous show, I, I was really quite high on him. Thought he was a good striker, definitely League One level. Uh, definitely at League One level, he's very, very you know, good acquisition and, and good, good to have in your team. Um, but yeah, three 0 after 33 minutes. That is, you know, and then again, like I think it was similar to the Barnsley seven 0 or the Watford four 0 When you go so far ahead in the game and the game's kind of done, you know, you can bring these players on. You know, rest the legs. You know, be be savvy about it. Be smart about it. It's a long, long, hard season. Mm. It's all about getting giving people, you know, giving people on maybe on the periphery some game time, but also you know, resting the legs of your established, you know, eleven. So
0: yeah. that's, that's a, really, a that's a big shout, and it's a better shout as well for like the football league this year in particular. Consider, well, given the fact that it's quite obvious that they're implementing the very strict added time rules all the way through the pyramid. Yeah. So. I mean in this game alone you've got 10 added minutes in the yeah. Southampton Norwich one I think there was a total of 16 added minutes throughout the game. So actually yeah it will suit these these bigger more you know well resourced clubs who have a full squad to utilize. I mean in this game Bolton used all five of their substitutions um and they probably will for the foreseeable future. um which you know might not seem so much in in the singularity of one ninety minutes or one hundred minutes, but extrapolate that out over forty six games, and all of a sudden you've got a real difference maker. Um, yeah. Particularly when the games start coming Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So, yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting uh, addendum to the uh, to the statistics this year. That will be interesting to track as we go forward. Subs used. I'll add a I'll add a column for it in my uh, in my research. Yeah, please do.
1: It'd be uh, interesting to see how that uh, trend goes throughout the season on the subs used. Also, just a random, random uh, fact: uh, Cheltenham Stadium
0: is called the completely Suzuki Stadium. What a <laughs> weird name for a stadium! That that's a that's a great one. Oh, you you've you done me there with the interesting fact. I never that's oh, it's thrown me. Oh it's no so like, it's not just it's just
1: not it's not just Suzuki stadium it's completely Suzuki stadium it's just <laughs> it's just great it's like very definite it's like what we said earlier on like the Ron Seal thing like says exactly what it is the completely Suzuki stadium like to the point straight off the bat i love it do we know, know what completely Suzuki,
0: Suzuki is uh well i'm assuming Suzuki the car brand but i don't know what completely Suzuki is hmm. well le- leave that with me Move on, and we'll uh maybe we'll come back to it. Who knows? Cool. Oh, I, I think it, no. Okay. It's just a it's just a car dealership called Completely, and it's a Suzuki dealership oh, in Cheltenham. Ch- Chal- yeah. In. yeah. <laughs> Great. M- m- move on. Just just not that interesting, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I was a da- I was a damp squid yeah. if i ever heard one. I, okay, we're we're gonna have to address it. Are you saying damp squid? Yeah, damp squid. Yeah. It it surely it's damp squib, isn't it? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> It could be damn squid. It's, I It's, it's a few times over the last few episodes. I've heard it and thought, no, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm going mad. But that, that uh, it I, I, yeah, I am. It, I, it, it's jarred with my ears every time. And I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it was just I know. I needed to know. Now I know. Get back to calling it the damn squid. squid. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> damn! Now I've got you confused. Now it's I know. Great. Now I'm saying it wrong. We need to move on v- yeah, quickly. Move on very right, very quickly. Next, next. Ge- so uh, unlucky, Cheltenham. Well done, Bolton. Um, yeah. Next game, heavy hitter, Fleetwood Cambridge. We we got this one bang on at the start of the year. Oh yeah, um,
1: it, the, the, they're the team that just keep on surprising Cambridge. Um, again, very very good away win. Um, you know, started off the season with a 2-0 win of Oxford that, you know, we thought Oxford were going to do really well. We had Fleetwood, like, you know, in the upper echelon of the mid-table shuffle, if I remember rightly, or I certainly did. We did, we did. Um, and, you know, Cambridge come on, do an absolute job on them again, like 1-0 at time, get the second goal midway through the second half, and, you know, kind of you know let let the game run and just held on for a little bit but yeah they had less possession 65% in Fleetwood's Kate favor but, but 16 shots for an away team and out, out shooting the the home team and having more on target that's you know that's that, that's clearly showing that, that you know they're either counter attacking really really well or they're in transition their transitions are really good but that's really good attacking intent and that that's exactly what we want to see and for teams like cambridge that you know have lost a lot of their firepower they've had in the last couple of years with smith and nibs going um it's you know it's a uh, it's, it's it's great to see and you yeah, know big shout out to gassan habby um he's he's got two goals in two he, he seems to be an excellent acquisition on loan for ipswich and uh, uh, fun fun fact he's been He's been coming back on and forth on the DMs with the EFL slash podcast and, uh, you know, he might make an appearance in the next uh, in the next few weeks. And I'll keep badgering on, but we're getting some we're getting some headway and some interaction with Gassan Hadme. So if you're listening, mate, please, uh, please, uh, please come on. It'd be great to hear your views of how Cambridge are going to do this season, how you're doing. You're definitely uh, one of the standout players at the moment. It's great to see you, um, you know, getting some good returns at the moment, which is which is awesome. But you know Scott Brown, I, I, I've been quite harmful. with. I think Scott Brown's a good manager. I think he plays you know football, some good attacking football, and wants to play the right way. But two 0 away win, you got to say Cambridge absolutely schooled him, and there's no other way of really summing up. Really, what about you, Joe?
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, we we know how high you are on Scott Brown. You 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 were, <laughs> you're very very complimentary about uh, his his footballing ability in in pre season, but um. Yeah, another surprising result. I mean, Cambridge. I reckon they've Mark Bonner's pinned our, our faces on the wall of the dressing room every every game. It's like prove these idiots wrong, and um, and so far that has absolutely been the case. Just pulling down our trousers every opportunity. Um, yeah, comprehensive, comprehensive away win against the team that you rightly say I think we both thought would be pretty decent this year. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're almost in the territory of having to apologise to Cambridge United as a, as an entire football club, but not quite yet. In the same way that Middlesbrough are going to rip up the season, rip up the uh, table as the season goes on. Don't worry, Cambridge, you're still going to going to plummet like a stone to the bottom of the bottom of the league. But um, enjoy it while it lasts. Anyway, two good times to get goals. I think that's what that's what's done them done them well this Saturday. I like a heart. Uh, Thirty minutes, sixty minutes disrupts the play disrupts it because you know bold bold accounts fleetwood a lot of early possession a lot of lot of control of the game a half an hour goal just your plans go out the window then then you're scrabbling around before half time come out in the second half establish yourself again 15 minutes in oh i'm two nil down and the plan goes out the window again so yeah h- highly awkward times selecting goals but yeah fair play cambridge
1: Completely agree. Like it does disrupt the, the, the play. And, uh, you know, you probably at the start of the half, you're trying to, trying to get back into the game. And that's just like an utter sucker punch, isn't it? And, uh, mm. you know, uh, kudos to Cambridge, you know, the second in the league, not conceded all season yet. So it shows in they sh- showing up at the back. But, you know, 2-2-0 wins. That's, you know, I think any Cambridge fan, I think at the start of the season would say you win your first two games 2-0 um, home at Oxford and away at Fleetwood, they'd be like, yeah, I'll bite your hand off for that. Absolutely.
0: Agreed. You'll be pleased to hear as well. Scott Brown got his obligatory booking as well, but it doesn't <laughs> playing or managing. He's still he's still bumping up those stats. He heard that Lee Camo has him on the ropes, and he's like, "Well, I better better do something." Then I'm sure Lee Camo isn't managing at the minute, so yeah, he's got a chance to make up some ground. Oh, that's sensational stuff. That's what we like mm. to see,
1: living up to his hype, living up to his name. Mm. Okay, well, to finish off League One talk to me about Burton and Derby and I've, I've got quite interesting views on in this game as well.
0: Oh, Oh, I'm excited to hear them. Um, a- another get, so three nil to Derby with, uh, Collins getting a seventh minute opener and then Hurahan adding a second in the 80th minute Washington rounding off the route in the 85th. Um, more interesting though, not necessarily the vol- the result as discussed, like probably went the way we thought it would. Um, more interesting, I thought that Burton had about 60% possession. So, yeah, Derby, a very competent away performance, mm. uh, taking their chances when they came, um, remaining resolute at the back, because they, they did take a bit of a, a bit of a pounding at times. You know, 15, 16 shots fired their way. Um, Joe Wildsmith flying about like the cat in between the sticks. Um, but, yeah, I... I I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Difficult to really complain when you've come away from from Burton with a 3-0 win and, and keeping your momentum going at the start of the year. But can't really say that their performance was up to much. Um, but then, you know, I think Paul Warren needed it. I think there was the, there was a stat floating about that in all competitions over the last 12, 13 games, he only won about three. So... Yeah, I think it's a it's a results business at Derby at this moment in time, not a not a performance one. And if you can keep on grinding out wins, then I don't think you'll care how they come.
1: Yeah, sort of like a it was kind of like a West versus East Midlands Derby, wasn't it? Like Burton and Derby, but uh, yeah, it's um, I, yeah, my my views on this game is that you know that is a typical away performance for a team that you know probably will do well this year. lead would to pay exactly too well, but the guy, again the times you score the goal seven minutes that just shutens the shuts the crowd up doesn't it and then gets the crowd quiet and gets them on the on the home team's back and then you know seeing the game out in the last like 10, 15 minutes and uh, your man Connor Washington I know you were you were talking mm. about you know, him replacing the goals that McGoldrick. Uh, has has left essentially to go to Notts County so that's a good result you know I was just really disappointed in Burton's performance if I'm being totally honest like you know when you have 15 shots in a game and only two on target you know what you're actually doing with the ball what's the what's the output you're providing there it's just hits and hopes and and it's it's just it's just not going to get you the result really you know you've got to be you've got to be making the keeper work more you know and, and you know only making the keeper make two saves or even two saves at all, you know, on target doesn't have to mean like the goalkeeper makes a save. Um yeah, I was just a bit yeah, I was just a little bit disappointed with that with that result. And I was really high on Burton and were my kind of like, you know
0: uh
1: shock of the season or, you know, shout of the season, weren't I? I was quite high on Burton, Albion this year. Um so yeah, just just I think I think more frustration and and I say disappointment in Burton's performance rather than Derby absolutely schooling him, because I don't really think that was the case.
0: Mm. Very yeah. disappointed in Burton. Oh. That's... Yeah, disappointed in Burton. Yeah. And,
1: and minus five goal difference, zero points in the first two games. Not really, uh they're making me look like I've got egg on my face. So yeah, brilliant. It's, 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 uh, it's great. Great to
0: see. Uh excuse you, Lane Orient played two minus five goal difference, zero points from two games. So let's uh let's not take that as a as a barometer of where they'll end up at the end of the year, thank you. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can be too disappointed with sixty percent possession, uh, but I think you can be disappointed in what you do with it. Um I agree. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I sort of came around mid sentence to your way of thinking there, actually. I, I agree. Burton sort it out. That's 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 pathetic. Don't don't take fifteen shots and only get two on target. That's uh it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, I just I just think at this level, you know, you, you need uh, you're not gonna have the quality striker that's gonna be able to like, you know, have the efficiency of a Haaland or efficiency of like, you know, a top end championship striker. You need to just keep Pepper in the goal and, and, and and that will eventually convert to chances and, and, and goals, right? So, you know, if you're not getting enough shots on target, then you, you're not going to be in game. So, you know, a little bit of homework for all the League One teams. Just keep peppering the goal. That's 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 all I say.
0: Mm, preach. I think, preach. yeah, you or, or, or could do that coaching as well, I think, actually. Like, <laughs> shooting in general would be quite nice. <laughs> yeah. It It helps. It helps your goal scoring when you take a shot. There you go. That's... That's sort of Andy and Joe's key takeaway from from the week for any League One club looking to get better, um, shoot and preferably score. Uh, yeah, we, we
1: are we are available for hire as well. So you know that's mm. that's important as well. So you know if you want if you want these absolute nuggets of wisdom, you know, please just you know slide into the DMs and uh, we'll, we'll happily you know consider any offer that we we get given.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good shout. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so yeah, that
1: is our League One League One review done, that's going mm. by and I think, you know, in general it was a you know interesting game week and I think, you know, just a little shout out to Stevenage as well, you know, two wins out of two, two wins out of two in the start of the season, that's a really good return for them and we definitely didn't predict that at the start and and Wigan also you know two wins out of two you know nearly on nearly in the uh in the red if that makes it if that makes sense and not in not in minus figures so minus two only one more win away from being in positive uh numbers which they you know that's the perfect start for them, and uh you know trying to um uh alleviate that pressure um of of you know being in the minus figures so you know kudos to them as well that's my shout out for the week what about you? before we move on to league two. Any shout outs you want to give?
0: Uh no. I'd like to shout out absolutely nobody. I'd like to shout out Wickham for being even worse somehow than Orient and, and preventing us from propping up the table. Um
1: but yeah. then I might
0: I might I might regret that because tomorrow it's a it's a high quality clash at the bottom of League One between Orient and Wickham. At Wickham, oh, big game. So, big game. yeah, <laughs> big game. Three games into a forty-six game season, and we're already considered <laughs> considering these ones as sort of relegation six pointers. So <laughs> uh, that's a good barometer of how we've started. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be shout out Wickham for for giving us our first three points back in League One.
1: Please, I, I beg of thee, let the football gods rain on Joe's team, please.
0: Oh, that's nice yeah
1: thank you <laughs> love it oh cool, well let's move on to league two then let's um uh it's me to talk about league uh, yeah you've got a thriller to start off with got a thriller so newport county four and one of the teams i was quite high on again donny donny, donny 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 rovers um i love donny rovers for some reason i've always have and you know long may that continue but uh they got absolutely pummeled let's just let's, let's, <laughs> A, uh, that's probably a good uh, assessment of this game 3-0 down at half time um you know when you go 2-0 down within 14 minutes uh, or 3-0 down within 21 minutes that's always going to you know end up being an absolute uh, shambles if i'm being totally honest um you know newport again doncaster out possession them for the away team 59% 41 but again 14 shots 6 on target 4 goals that's wildly efficient by uh, by, by Newport and you know that's that's a really good result for them. And I think, you know, it's a it's a good first three points on the board. Um, you know, makes Doncaster bottom of the table, which is mad to think. You know, I didn't think there'd be a bottom of the table after two games. But again, long season. we we'll, we're not coming to any conclusions. But um you know for, that's that's a great to four 0 to Newport on the uh in that game. And I think if anyone bet a fiver on that they'd probably be uh Having a good party at the end of the weekend, if I'm being totally honest, Joe. But yeah, seemed to be a really good performance. Saw the goals; they really nicely worked. You know, good transitions. You know, using the wingers. You know, good crossing in, and you know, good some good finishes overall. And the own goal was a good one as well. I uh, definitely would recommend watching the own goal. It was a it was a cracker.
0: Oh, really? I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, it was a good. One. Well, um, it was a good. It was a good one. I, I'd I'd recommend it. it. Was it wasn't like
1: you know the the stupid own goal was you know where you know. He's accidentally sliced it, and it's gone in the gone in the goal, and it's a comedy one. It was a, it's actually a good finish, if I'm being totally honest.
0: Hmm. I like that. Definitely would watch that back. Yeah. there was speaking of own goals, actually. Yeah, there was a cracker in the Orient game, like we, we witnessed unfolding live. The classic, <laughs> like, go to kick it one way, it goes the direct opposite, but also like lobs the keeper into the opposite, uh, into the opposite like side netting. Yeah, it's very, very impressive. I Just that just reminded me. I'm I'm and I sure am glad that you did. But um <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I love an own goal. I love a calamity. It was good. It was good. I, I rated it highly. Mm.
1: It makes me just love Doncaster Rovers even more, to be totally honest, when they score good own goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued as to where this has come from. We'll have to have to read this out in a, in a future episode why uh why Doncaster features so highly in your list of teams to like. But um yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say on the game that you haven't already said. I think people battered them, which I wasn't expecting in, in sort of every department as well. Out muscled them, out, mm. I like the out thought and out fought them. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit of a battle in the second half. 10 yellow cards again. So clearly the refs are, are, are card happy this year. Um, and added time watch. Twelve added minutes across the game. I tell you, we're we're treading a dangerous tightrope. There's going to be players yeah. getting injured, left, right, and centre. Um, yeah, both teams using their full complement of subs as well, which is extremely ah, s- rare. Yeah, s-
1: s- sub watch is on in a sub-watch yeah. in
0: in full force. I mean, I mean that that is. Oh, I'm thinking now that that's an interesting one. So you got obviously you start with 22 players on the field, and they ended with. Ten of those original twenty-two players not on the field, as yeah, a percentage, true. that is wild. Cool, yeah, that's exactly wild when you think of that. Seeing all sorts of debutantes, I reckon. Oh, and that's an that you know that's another real stats gold mine when you start bringing the kids on, Um <laughs> yeah. just like complete and utter randoms from the academy being tried out as if they're real footballers. Um, Huge fan of that. Ooh, yeah really? I, I can i can feel the excitement building for that one a debut goals watch counter on the cards
1: we're adding so many different like elements to this podcast i love it Every oh, i mean
0: this is these are just things that i'll do in my day to day life to be honest if, if i bring them onto the pod that is that is sort of uh, by the by these are just things that yeah excite me
1: yeah it's is it's good and uh yeah let's keep that tray moving and get as many stats in here as possible because we all love a tidbit in 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 this uh in this pod especially the uh especially the fans the fans love a love a fact
0: yeah i've been notoriously light on tidbits recently that's that i i apologize to yeah the the baying masses um i'll correct that at once i'll 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 look to yeah i'll look to bring that back immediately cuz i know that's what the people want and as as discussed, we are nothing but people pleasers. Exactly, give the people what they want, and they will follow. Um,
1: cool. Well, Joe, talk to me about Barrow Sutton, please, and uh, you know, give me some good news
0: if Sutton actually won. They well, they most certainly did not. So ah. that's bad news straight off of the bat. Although it, in the sort of people pleasing uh, theme, we have apparently been incorrectly characterising Sutton's kit as as yellow, and it is apparently amber and chocolate. I believe. Yeah. Please correct me. Yeah. So there you go. Um, all big Sutton fan. The, the big oh, Sutton fan. Okay. There you go. Big Sutton fan. You, you're back again. Um, you have your wish. The, the amber and chocolate kit. Um, well, it wasn't actually on display at the weekend, and maybe that's why he lost 2-1. Um, probably that, and not due to Harry Smith, the big dope, getting himself sent off after 13 minutes. Um, and then yeah Sutton proceeding to lose 2-1 going 1-0 up though so yeah, right um, in that yeah a bit of a bit of a rogue one, that you know player sent off after 13 minutes going 1-0 up 20 minutes later um and holding on for a while to be fair doing a pretty good job of it for you know a good 50 odd minutes but then yeah a double whammy a left right good night um in the 79th and 82nd minute from from Barrow to send Sutton back to london with nil poa um good for me because I actually predicted a, a, a barrow win here. I used my powers of deduction to I just knew that Harry Smith was gonna get sent off and ruin his team's chances of a of a of a win through Orient experience. But um yeah, interesting game. Like I, I know you, you know you expect Barrow to have loads of possession because they've got eleven men for most of it, but seventy-five percent possession is, is, is ludicrous. Yeah, um, for a for a Barrow side and uh, um, particularly for a Sutton side as well that have come off the back of a 5-1 win last week so maybe Harry Smith was a catalyst for that, maybe I'm doing him a disservice, maybe he's actually the Lionel Messi of League 2 but a foot taller
1: um, <laughs> What
0: a shout that is <laughs> the Lionel Messi of League 2 Yeah, wow. Well he, he'll like that to be he fair if nothing else um, <laughs> it's probably the most praise he's ever got ever um, but yeah I, more, I think this one wasn't necessarily a thriller in terms of uh stats on the page. I think this was an interesting game for us because of the uh, well, because because we're obsessed with Sutton now, apparently. I don't think I've ever said the word Sutton more often than in the last sort of three episodes of the podcast, and uh, and yeah, that that may well be a theme throughout, but um, yeah, back, back to losing ways, I reckon. Um, yeah, mid table on the cards for 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 both. Sides, in my opinion, not for you though. You think son of crap, you think, they're, you think they're gonna battle relegation this year?
1: Yeah, no, I was. Uh, it was just, I, I do love an underdog, right? And it it, it it was great to see him get a massive win against Notts County. It was completely out of the blue. But when, yes, I, I saw the sending off, and what a stupid thing is like stamped on the opponent, and it, it mm. was just absolutely ludicrous lost his head and it's i okay i i don't ever condone losing your head in the game and and doing something stupid like that but it's the only the 13th minute like as he is as the as the player got in your head rent free like that early in the game to actually even consider doing that if you know you probably have to have a bit more resilience and take a bit more to 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 probably you know at least merit them deserving that you I know mean, no one deserves a stamp on the leg in any way shape or form but you know you have a bit more resilience and a bit more know-how right and that's that's just going to kill the game off for any team right when you lose your first lose one of your star strikers or your best players in the first 10 minutes of a game or
0: 12 minutes of a game sure. we we've, we've hit him with a star striker and a best player as well he's you? up there really i think yeah, is, he's going to fit through the door of the training ground oh, no. to, tomorrow but um we better get the problem yeah, that's true, yeah. I, I, I do agree though. I think I actually well, no, I mildly moderately, moderately disagree with the initial parents. I think definitely some players deserve a stamp. But <laughs> I I I don't think after thirteen minutes you can really build a good case for it. Yeah. I think, you know, if after a full game of being a tart they're still throwing themselves about like egging dives or left, right and centre, yeah, okay, you know, the a little stomp in the back, fine, like move on. You pretty get applauded off. But yeah, thirteen minutes in, as as the opposite of a mentality monster, I'd say. Uh, yeah, a mentality, I don't know, midget, um, tiny, <laughs> tiny mentality. Um, Agreed. Yeah, not not ideal, Harry. You have to you have to come back with a hat trick on your return to, to make up for it. Which apparently both Andy and I think you're capable of being both Sutton star striker and the league team Lionel Messi. But got it got it Got in the locker, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely got in the locker. Cool. And let's, uh, I, th- I think there's that's everything we need to go on this game. So let's keep the train running and let's talk about, um, Walsall Stockport. So I think mm. we chose this game more on the result, I think, because yep. yeah, we were quite high on Stockport. So Walsall 1 2 1, um, goals from Johnson and Otey 24th and 79th, and then Rydell getting a uh what would you call it, tin pot time? What, what, yeah, what you...
0: garbage, garbage time. Garbage everyone, time yeah, in 97 everyone, minutes. Everyone's down the pub when you're 2-0 down after 97 minutes. Like, come on. Sorry, Ryder. <laughs> but yeah, your goal presumably didn't get the applause it, it, it warranted.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and for me, you know, it definitely seemed from the stats that it was a game that Stockport definitely should have won, like 67% possession of the away team, 18 shots. But again, it's what, we, what I said in one of the previous games only three on target from 18 shots. It's just not good enough in terms of, you know, getting the actual keeper to make saves. And again, two shots on target for Walsall, two goals. So, you know, while the efficient versus too many shots, you know, there's always an argument there. But as the team that's dominating possession, you've got to make more of the ball. You've got to make more use of the ball. You've got to get the keeper making saves and and working the keeper as much as possible. And it looks like they just didn't. It was just, you know, a bit of a hit and hope and see what see what happens and i think you know when you've got players like louis barry you've got paddy madden on the on the t on the, on the on the pitch and nick powell you know you you've got to be creating more get wedge chances and free on target right surely um but you know i'm not getting Walter in in any way shape or form that's a really really good result for them you know they had a bit of a humbling on the first game in the season and uh, it's good to get them on on, on board but Sutton uh, sorry Stockport two wins two losses and uh not the not the uh start that the doctor ordered like I alluded to in, a, in another team previously in this pod so yeah that that's my kind of assessment of the game assessment was you know Stockport loads of possession just didn't do anything with it what about you
0: yeah agreed um disappointing start for Stockport this year so far yeah. actually. Um particularly considering I said they were going to do so well. Basically whatever my table was, just flip upside down and that's the reality. Um yeah. what's warm what, flipping egg what's more worrying for me for Stockport is actually their season doesn't really get that much easier. Um Bradford tomorrow, which is a which is a rough one. Um and yeah I, I I don't know. I I, I feel like I, I yeah again. I, I sort of jinx them early doors by saying how well they're going to do. But this is a this is a tough run of games. Bradford, Barrow. Oh, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it, yeah. Andy. They're going to well, and then they got Man U in the Football League Trophy, but no one cares about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's a concern. It's a concern for me because well, I mean. I'm not that concerned, really. I don't care that much about Stockball season, but I, I it it concerns me that they can't seem to put the pieces together. Because I think, like we've like we've very accurately identified in previous pods in our in our season preview, they got the squad for it. They got a yeah. number of players in there. They're absolutely ready to deliver at this level. Um, and fine, they might not have had loads of experience together, but it's not really a great excuse, to be honest. Um, what we'll say though. Stockport aside, shout out Danny Johnson for Warsaw I uh, specifically mentioned him as a goal scorer at this level and oh, hit the ground running, Loved love that. it love when a plan comes together Joe exactly and as we know everything that I say comes to fruition um, <laughs> and there hasn't been a bad prediction yet so yeah just keep on keep on calling those ones out, I just stop calling myself out on all the things I get wrong and only focus on those ones that I'm absolutely hitting the mark on Uh so, yes. Yeah so how much would you actually speak in the podcast though? wow <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah I'd be pretty silent I'd have about five minutes of content and then I'd just <laughs> I'd just mute myself <laughs> no
1: I'll ever. just
0: I'll, t- I'll just predict Orient to lose every weekend and then uh I'll either be happy because I'm I'm not talking or buzzing because I can uh I can chat about how well I've got that wrong so oh great stuff mm. um
1: I, th- I think on that note that's our um that's our game week three championship league one league two uh kind of review done which is mad um that's that's gone really really quickly really en- really enjoyed it joe um after the break we'll um we'll we'll go through the predictions that we made in the last game week and carry on our game that me and joe are playing and we'll predict the next uh I'll, I'll I'll choose the next three teams for the uh, next game week that we're going to be predicting the scores on. So we'll see you in a mo. Hello and welcome back. Uh, as alluded to before the break, um, me and Joe are going to go through and summarise our predictions from the game week that we just reviewed and uh, see what the scores and the doors are. So Joe, do you want to go through our predictions this week for the, the coming week or the coming week, the week that's just gone? Um, and let's see where we are.
0: I can indeed. And um, very true to form. We've had a terrible week um so Ipswich Stoke was our championship pick um I went for 2 all. Andy do you remember what you went for I went one all. I went, went one all. yep and it was a resounding 2-0 win for Ipswich so good for you as a sort of a win-win but unfortunately yeah zero points each for the predictions league um Bristol Rovers Barnsley was our league one pick and I I mean, I, I quite openly let my uh, let my bias take the wheel and predicted a 4-1 Barnsley win. Um, Andy, do you remember what you, you, you went for? Um, I think I went for a 2-0 Barnsley win, I you think. You did indeed. And unfortunately, Bristol Rovers managed to salvage a draw. So 1-0 yeah. was the result and yeah, 0-3 was our result. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm saying Joey Barton screwing you over again. yeah it? exactly. It's a classic, classic him. But again, probably that was pretty a big part of his pre-match team talk, I imagine. Um, and then finally, League Two, a small glimmer of hope. Um, Barrow versus Sutton. I plumped for a three-one Barrow win. Um, Andy, you got the score right actually two-one, but the wrong way round. You said yeah. Sutton were going to win two-one. So in the end, final result: Barrow two, Sutton one. Um, not even thirteen minutes of the league 2, Lionel could 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 get something out of that jam. Um, so yeah, I've ended up with one point. So for out of the whole of game week two, out of, out of a potential nine points each, we have managed a one um, So What that what does is. that is that is pretty poor. Um, yeah. Hey, we'll just we'll chalk this week off. You know, you have those bad weeks. You get up, you dust yourself off. Where that leaves us in total is a. Uh, Andy with a with a very strong six actually, averaging three a week, which is quite good. And um, I'm on three. I'm st- I, I set the bar low with a two in game week one, and still managed to get worse for the second one. But <laughs> hey, slowly, slowly catchy monkey.
1: Three, three point three points on the board, Joe. Start exactly, yeah. On one
0: win, not terrible.
1: Marathon, not a sprint. You know, it'll we'll, we'll, be interesting to see from like game week twenty five where we're at by that That's
0: point. That's true. Bottom, I imagine bottom (laughs) Bottom. Uh, but we shall see exactly
1: um so i've chosen the three games uh for for next week so um so in the championship i've gone for swansea coventry oh oh okay which is a you know i think that's a interesting game in in just general and i think uh quite hard to predict Mm. um for league one i've gone for reading stevenage
0: Oh, and then... this is going to be difficult. I already yeah, I don't like my There's chances some... here.
1: Yeah, I've gone some road games. And then I've gone for uh, Colchester MK dons Oh, man alive. I know. Um, I don't mind going first. So Swansea-Coventry, obviously Coventry had a really good result against Borough, and I think they'll continue it. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 away win.
0: Oh, okay. I am going to go for a... One all. i will go for a draw. Sure. One all draw. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that sure. Me. Damn, I haven't. I haven't got the Andy approval the stamp <laughs> of approval on that. No, one, I like it's one. different.
1: I like that it's different because if it was the same, then it'd be a bit sad.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: Reading, Stevenage. Um, Reading still haven't got a point on the bo- point on the board yet, so I'm a bit worried about him. Um, Stevenage got six. That's why I chose it because Stevenage can good a good- stead. I still think it's. I'll go for two one. Reading win
0: at home. Oh, I'm. I agree with you. Stevenage one. I think Reading nil. I think Stevenage are going to do them. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going nil, one 0 Stevenage. Win. As much as that pains me, yeah, I, I believe they'll do them over. Love it.
1: Um, and then Colchester and Kay, Um MK obviously, they seem to definitely be one of the strongest teams in League Two this year. Um, really liking what they're doing there um so i think i'm gonna go for a i think it's gonna be a draw i'm gonna go for a two-all. gonna be a high scoring draw
0: mm, so i'm gonna go same amount of goals but i'm gonna say mk don's three colchester one go for it here we go we're getting the differentials out early doors we haven't got a single same result there so somebody is going to be be happy and somebody's going to be not very happy this time next yeah. week yeah
1: some, yeah somebody's gonna either be very far ahead or not fo- not' so come back King in Joseph so well I'd,
0: yeah I I don't know you caveat that with you're either going to be miles ahead or I'll just about <laughs> catch up <laughs> there, there isn't a scenario where I pull away but I have hamstrung myself early doors with some shocking predictions but yeah um, I, I, I'll, I'll probably reflect on those with a with a bit of uh, a bit of sadness as well. Even just looking at on the page, I'm not convinced by what I was thinking of two seconds ago. But, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand behind them.
1: Exactly. Stand behind it. You've said it now. It's for the world to hear. It's You've just got to live by it now, haven't you? Exactly that. Love it. Um, Okay, well, that's our predictions element for the, this game week. And, again, in the comments on our social medias, you know, please you know put your own hot takes put your own predictions in there we'd love to interact with you and see how you get on and uh you know if we have get some guests on here we'll definitely get them to join in we'll see how the guests do probably much better than me and joe do um we'll see how that goes um we'll go to another little mini quick break and uh as joe alluded to we'll give you a canvey island update hashtag up the canvey <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome back a final time. Um, as you should now be well prepared for, we're uh, we're approaching Canvey Island update territory. Andy put us out of our. well I was about to say put us out of our, of our misery, but we're not miserable. Um, Andy, feed our wildest dreams, please. How are how are Canvey doing?
1: Well, I can. I'm pleased to report that you know they're doing pretty well. If I'm being totally honest, so. Um, they as I alluded to in a previous pod, they were playing West Ham's under twenty ones in a pre season friendly. They were edged out, I think, two one or two nil in that game. So, you know, again, good run in the legs and a good uh, preparation for the new season. But on Saturday, the Isthmian Premier League really did hit start and uh and the Island start over a bang, a massive three two win against Harangi Borough on uh, yeah on on Saturday. Um even more impressive, they were 2-0 down all the way up to the 60-second 60, uh, 60 minute, or the 72nd minute, actually, and then got three goals in the space of 13 minutes to uh, grab victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, is that right? Or was it grab... Def- grab
0: uh, no, no, that is no, the, that is spot on. Yeah, yeah. That is, that, no, that is the phrase. I was you're doubting getting, myself it, you're it. getting it confused by what Orient tend to do, which is grab <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory. But yeah, no, you were, you were yeah. spot on there. Love that. Um, so, yeah, so they went
1: 2-0 down um, from a penalty from Young and uh, and a goal from Ido, from Harangi. But then uh, Hall, Sack and Kuasi bringing it home in the 85th minute gives them a great start to life in the Isthmian Premier League for this season. Um, good, you know, seemed a good match in general. Gets them to the dizzy heights of fourth in the division for the... For, for, in the Isthmian Premier League so you know pr- pretty good you know the high the overview of the match was you know stats wise you know I think it was pretty even in terms of uh in terms of possession um I think Haringey had a few more shots generally in the game and probably you know when you tune it up in in a game like that it's it's criminal really to lose three goals in a Thirteen-minute period, but you know, from our perspective, you know, we are not, uh, we we are not complaining. It's a it's a good way to start the season. gives them a lot of, uh, gives them a lot of confidence in, going into the season. Um, and I think Kwasi's is one of the new strikers that they have bought in for this season. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, it's good to get him off the mark, and uh, you know, good to, you know, good to, good to start with a win. Really, you know, it's in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, fourth in the table. Positive goal difference, you know what a way to start league, and 351 people at the movie
0: star stadium went absolutely wild. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts on that game, Joe? Uh, no, I, I, I was I was gonna <laughs> you you stole the words from my mouth. I was also planning a uh, an attendance based fact, but you um yeah, you beat me to it. Shout out to those 351 heroes. Um, I don't know, do you, are you aware of a name for the Canvey Island fans? Are they, you know, you've got sort of yeah, a nickname for it. I haven't actually. I haven't
1: found that out yet. Um, oh, I'll have well, to see if I can...
0: Uh, that's first order of business. business. First order of business. Canveyites, Islandites. They've oh, either got one and we need to start using it, or they haven't got one and we need to make up one for them because I know, I know which one I prefer. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get to the bottom of that ASAP. Yeah,
1: agreed. And, uh, you know, we're still, we're we're definitely going to get some Canterbury Island people and fans. I've started interacting with some fans on Twitter. Um, So we'll try and get them on the pod and give them a, they can give some more in-depth analysis than definitely we ever could. But um, no, it's really good to see them get get going in in the league. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But... Uh, and one thing we did we did say, Joe, is that we definitely want to go down to a game, maybe do a live podcast at the stadium throughout the season, maybe on Tuesday night or something. That'd be really good. And uh, we can maybe get some of the players and get some of the, the manager to speak on the pod during that during that live session. Um, so that'd be excellent. And uh, going to some non-league football in the Isthmian Premier League will be an absolute treat.
0: I have no doubt about it, Joe. Mm, going mobile. Watch some go boats in. float past on the Thames behind the ground. Boat- exactly. Hang on, I've 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 cracked it right. Boat watchers, there you go. Get okay. boat watchers. They're the Canby Island fans, and if that isn't their name, that's their name now. Oh, um. I can't wait to become a boat watcher. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. There you go. You oh, well. Oh, I'm a boat watcher. Yeah, that's lock that in immediately. That's up there with the biscuit men from uh of Reading fame. Oh, uh, I just don't. But uh,
1: to be fair, I think. That's the Canvey Island update. And I think, you know, that is the
0: podcast there. I don't think we're going to get any
1: better than that. I don't think.
0: Yeah, that's fair. We might have peaked early doors. If there's another thousand episodes, I think that might be my best ever idea. (laughs) Exactly. It's right up there with some of the best shouts uh, this podcast has ever seen. Um,
1: So, yeah, as as we said, that is the Canvey Island update. And that is the end of our game week two review in the AFL. Another really, you know, Really good game week, you know, some surprising results and some really good performances all out. I think for me, probably the star of the show probably is uh Tur is it Turfan or Turkan from, from Hull. I think that was a- that was an unbelievable performance overall as an individual. Um have you got any like star st- standout performance before we close, Joe? Like standout individual performers?
0: No, you've thrown me right under the bus there. I now. know, right? This I this thought I'd just bring disgust. that in. Well, I know. Uh, well, I just want to bring it in just, you know, my stand-up you performer is um, Harry Smith, who I imagine had a fantastic 12 minutes before getting sent off for violent conduct. I think that's that that's a fair assessment. The League 2 Messi gets his shout out for the fourth time
1: in this podcast. It's... Yeah,
0: I've said far too much about him, really. Yeah, <laughs> but, oh, I apologise to all and sundry for that. Never again. <laughs> wonderful okay well as i
1: said that is the end of the podcast for today thank you so much for listening and uh as always up the efl sesh podcast